You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Paint the Town Podcast, episode 79. How you doing, bro? Dude, I'm I'm really stoked, man. Um, we were just talking about how uh, we just got a couple of new Patreons, and yeah. um, you know, it's yeah. it's some people don't realize is you know even if it's only five bucks or something like that a month, um, you know, it's one of those kind of like acknowledgments of you know what you're doing. You know, it's like hey, we appreciate what you're doing, and uh, you know, just to have someone on for uh, a shout out or or whatever, uh, you know, it's it's makes us feel better about what we're doing right yeah totally man i mean well first of all let's just give our shout outs because we want to get those out of the way every single week if you're a you know one of our patrons from patreon we have multiple tiers ranging from like five bucks all the way up to if you're a business you want to be a partner with us um you know and uh do some stuff we'd love to uh work with you as a partner um you know and we had basically if you basically if you are a patron of this show uh we give you a shout out um every single month so if, if you're a business and you want to just donate five bucks a month actually it's like you know pretty good deal actually <laughs> but anyways i wanted to uh just thank very much tamara and mike they're big uh supporters of our show and uh you know basic tamara oh tamara i'm sorry tamara 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 uh, tamara art on uh, on her instagram or uh... yeah and you know what I, I i like stalked her a little and she like supports all the people who are on have, who've been on the show like franklin cyrus yeah and absolutely her. man i love her and her husband um and they uh, they also have a very talented daughter um and yeah. uh they're very artistic family um you know canadian family and uh, i just i really really love these guys and look forward to doing more with them yeah, and you know what? I love that because it's like I didn't really ha- I don't come from like a super artsy creative family. When I see like families working on like art together, it's always like very heartwarming to me. You know, what I mean, because it's like you get that uh, reinforcing environment, you know, of your creativity, and then you get to take chances because you're not yeah. living inside the box, you know. But um, yeah. and I try to be careful, you know, with with uh, with my kids um, because a couple of reasons. I mean, Georgie has more of a um pull towards art she has more desire to do art work and lennox not so much every once in a while you know um so you know we try to balance out uh kind of the, the projects that we do you know a lot of times there's something in school one of their uh, other classes that'll have an art some kind of art angle that will you know include some kind of artistic degree to it but um you know i, I wanted to make sure i didn't push art on them Mm. you know because that's the last thing you know if you want if you want someone to become an artist and you try to push them in that direction you know as a kid it's not going to be good that's you know, true you let them kind of do their own thing and figure it out for themselves and um you know my art my daughter says she wants to be a you know an artist i'm like you know what sweetie that's <laughs> that's great um and you know uh i'm gonna help i'll help you with whatever i can um, but as far as, you know, what we were talking about on the last podcast, you know, what it is, you know, you want to do, you know, with your art, um, yeah. that's going to be, we're going to figure that out, you know, um, because 
you know, to, to run the life that I ran, <laughs> you know, well, coming I, out I mean, of art school and, lives, then, and then being a, you know, uh, freelance illustrator for a little while and then doing commission paintings all over the place. Dude, it was a shitty, shitty way to, to go about it. I didn't get much um, in the way of learning how to do um, marketing of myself and, and networking in, in art school. We had like a portfolio class, but it didn't cover anything, you know, like how to cold call uh, businesses or just anything like that. And, you know, um, that's, that's what you got to do. Art, gonna pay for art school, dude. They should, the number one thing you should be coming out of there with is a way to sell yourself, you know, or sell your work. Um, and, uh, when I went to, uh, the school that I went to that just, you know, there was, that was not included. And so that did not prepare me. And I, I uh, suffered a lot as far as furthering myself business-wise with my artwork. Um, sure. Well, so, quick, I you just, know. Before we get too far away from the Patreon, real quick, I want to kind of give the other shout-out. Oh, yeah, our other, other yeah, Patreon. Yeah, I want to give uh, – well, first of all, you know, um, it, they gave us a $25 per month Patreon. So I, I, that's, that's absolutely, awesome. like, mind-blowing to me. And, yeah. you know, Teach, you got to actually do some work for this now because, like, 25 I kind of put it as $25 as a tier that, um, you, you know, we got to send them something like uh, something. That, uh, something I, I know you're working all the time. Like, you, you know what I mean? But no, we gotta... dude, I've already got a, uh, a little package that nice. is put together. Uh, I'm going to put in a, a piece that I just uh, actually did. Um, I was throwing this up at the uh, beginning of the show there. This is <clears throat> um, turtle piece. This is actually the, one, the clear one. I've done a couple of other colors, but um gorgeous man so yeah i'm gonna be sending them uh something that is along the same lines as that along with their uh with the, some other stuff and actually in the 25 dollars a month package you actually get one can of go paint um a month actually but since we don't have that right now we're gonna send you uh you know you know some different spray cans um uh each month until we get those uh set up basically so like i said i think it's a great deal and uh you know just go, go ahead and check out our patreon want to give domo a shout out for you know also supporting thank you, domo. us and yeah thank you mystery artist man yeah appreciate you man and uh gonna have him on eventually man yeah and also uh thank you karen mcd really appreciate you thanks karen um, yeah today uh basically today's more kind of me and teach but we're gonna have a um a guy by the name of brett landrum actually and we're gonna we're gonna find out more about him together actually because um you know, he knows a lot of the people in the same community as uh, in the street art community, man. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he actually hit me up when we released the Snyder episode. He said, hey, I really enjoyed that episode. I actually um, helped him do put up some pieces. So we'll talk a, bit, a little bit about that. Um, this guy's... Uh, Anybody that works with Snyder, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to dig. You know oh, I by mean? the way... <clears throat> I didn't, I didn't tell you, I finished it in the last episode. On Friday, before the rush, I went up to Santa Barbara where I went to college, right? There was like an outdoor patio area, so it wasn't covered at all. I mean, it, so it was like open air. And, uh, you know, it's kind of just like takeout. I, went, I got some uh, food at a restaurant, which was, I was like, oh my God, I hadn't done this in forever, you know? <clears throat> and then uh, on, on, on Sun, oh, sorry, on Monday... I was like, okay, I'm going to go down and go to the beach. You know, you know what I mean? I haven't been to the beach in a while too. So I was like, if, if there's too many people, I'm not going to go. So I headed down to Newport and I was like, oh, there's too many people over here. I'm not going to get out. Fuck this. And then I headed down to Laguna and I was like, oh, there's 
too many people here. So I actually just kept on going down. I went down to where our buddy Snyder is from Carlsbad, actually. And there's like, there was like nobody there, basically, because it's a little further down, you know? Yes, it is. Yeah. And then like, uh, it was amazing. Like, it was like a private beach all to ourselves, basically, you know? And uh, uh, basically, I I had some tacos at Senor Grubby's on the outdoor patio where. uh, Oh, yeah, man. I love Senor Grubby's. Yeah, did that's the, right. Where uh, they their their outside wall of that restaurant is the yeah. wall that they bring. He brings in artists to paint. It's yeah. a great wall because when you're going down the main street in Carlsbad, that's like as soon as you come out of one of the stoplights, you come up and you just see that wall. It's such a good wall. Yeah, exactly, and man. The, the, and and not only the is a good location for that the uh, the wall, but uh, the food. The food of Senior Grubbies, I enjoyed. You know, because when you're you're there whenever they bring you in to paint the wall. Part of the deal is you get to eat at Senior Grubby's. And nice. uh, yeah. might I say they had some very nice mezcal. And nice. Uh, so I enjoyed the uh, the food and drinks. And they're, uh, you know, really, really nice people that run the place, too. Yeah, you know how they have the parking lot in the back, basically, right? So that whole yep. area, a lot of it is op- open seating. So, you, you know, I felt like really like it was as if I went and got curbside takeout and then just ate on the curb, <laughs> you, 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 know, you know what I mean? So, like, I didn't really feel like I, I, everybody was social distancing, you know, people were wearing masks. For some reason, nobody in Laguna was wearing masks, but, um, <laughs> you, you know, man, that's, it's, that's it's one funny. thing that kind of concerns me. Yeah. Is the whole mask thing. Dude. I saw I mean, a ton of people with Los Angeles tattoos in Laguna, right? So pretty sure <laughs> it was all the L.A. people going down to deep O.C., you know what I mean? But. I was just like, you know what, there's too many people for my comfort. So, you know, uh, for me, if there was too many people, I was just like, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to get near this situation. So we don't know what's going on yet. You, you know what I mean? Um, yep, exactly. dude. Well, oh, he's here, man. So cool. I'm gonna- let's bring him in. There he is. Does he have the audio on? Brett, welcome, man. Can you hear us? I can't. He's on mute. You got to unmute it. It looks like you're on mute right now. Perfect. How's that? There you go. There you go. There we are. How goes it? How are you guys doing? Good, man. Cheers. Cheers. Happy late, late Memorial Day. Amen to that. <laughs> What's up? Oh, wow. Welcome I'm, on the show, uh, man. So we were just talking about you, man. And you know what? We're, we're excited to get to know you, basically, because you hit me up when we, we, were, uh, we did the Snyder episode. <clears throat> and then you sent me some amazing yep. pictures, man. You know, so as far as what I know of you, man, you're, a, right. you know, from your, from your Instagram, man, and just like t- talking to people, you're basically a street art photographer, would you say? I, I mean, from my Instagram, that's been the focus of, of definitely you sure. know, my photography. I do all sorts of other photography, but that's been kind of like my main focus on, on Insta for sure. Whatever you're doing it with, you've got the right tools. That's uh, some beautiful images, and uh, I mean the design, the the composing of the, the um, frames and everything, beautiful as well. But in order to do that, you Thanks, gotta have man. some good some good equipment and know how to use it. So uh, definitely, you know, 
I've, I've kind of like leveled up throughout the years, you know, it's like starting out, starting out with the, with the basics and kind of working with what you get. And yeah. So you're not I, out, what, was the, not, what was the first camera you, you uh, worked with or, it's, you know, you, so you I remember. I've shot, I shot 35 millimeter before I did digital. So nice. I, when I was deal. six, yeah, my, my dad was a photographer. So I got a, I got a 35 millimeter Nikomat 1964. I forget the, I have it over there sitting there. Here, oh, wow. It. Yeah, please grab, grab that. Look at those beautiful yeah, pieces like, on the wall from somewhere. Oh, cool. You see a Snyder on your wall in the background. Yeah. You got a wordsmith there. <laughs> got a bunch um, of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was the first camera I ever got. So... Wow. Old school Nika map from the 60s. Uh, I didn't get a car when I was 16. I got a camera. So uh, well, kind of just had uh, always been shooting since and then graduated. That was prior pre-digital. So like that was, I mean, what, like, two, you know, 2000. I mean, I guess digital was kind of like big then, but I didn't have a digital camera there. It was so expensive. When you first so, I was so like you, the point and shoot power shots back then. That's all it was. So you're not just running around with your iPhone and claiming you're a photographer, basically. You, you know, I can tell you're a true professional, man. That's awesome. Um, where did you grow up, man? Absolutely not. <laughs> I grew up in Southern California. I'm a California guy, born and raised. I grew up in Orange County, Laguna Beach, and then nice. have just kind of lived around Southern California my whole life. Nice, man. You know what? Mainly in LA and then a little bit more in, in Orange County, but now I live in Long Beach. Nice, nice. You know what? You're, you're kind of in that nice sweet spot, Laguna, because it's like the same distance to go to, like LA or like San Diego, basically. Or maybe oh, it's it closer perfect. to San you know, but the thing, especially in the street art scene, man, I, I think a lot of the artists basically live in this little uh, range, man, you, you know, so it, it's like, totally. it's like a nice convenient location, especially if you're a street art photographer, man. Yeah, Laguna's a little, I mean, when I lived there, it was a very like hippie artsy, uh, artsy mm. community and it's really turned into like a bit of a Newport Beach, which is a shame, but I mean, I think oh, wow. such as, such as, such as life, I guess, you know, with social media kind of ruined and you know, once the word gets out with those little beach communities, I feel like it's, it is what it is, you know, a lot of it's a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the little neighborhood, you know, houses that I grew up on, on the street have all kind of turned into mansions over the years. Oh God. It is what mm -hmm. it is, you know? Definitely. Yeah. That's how it works here in Southern Cali, you know? So when did you, so when did you start taking pictures uh, of, of like street art, I guess, you know, cause obviously you're a second generation photographer, right? So it's, what did what did you start taking pictures of to begin with? Yeah. Well, my dad was always landscape, so he's a mm. big desert photographer. He's phenomenal, and he's always been. It's always been a second hobby for him. So, um, you know, I think growing up on the beach, it was always surfing, skating. Um, you know, my friends were pretty good surf. I was I was never good at surfing enough to where like I kind of just knew I'd rather be behind the lens with it. Mm. You know, because in Orange that's County, a like, wise wise thing so, right there. You know what? Yeah, to be I'm, able to recognize that, um, there a lot of that's that's huge because a lot of people uh, spend a lot of a little bit too much time on something when you know they could be taking that energy and putting it to something else. Man, but like it, it just you never wanted to. It was always that like I guess a bit of like never wanting to be made fun of, you know, because everybody was so good at surfing or skating, and it was like, all right, I'm just gonna take my you know passion of photography mm. and. Nobody was doing that. And um, so, you know, I mean, I was, I never had, I think I had like uh, one of those old, what was it, like old Canon little like handhold video recorders. And I remember getting this thing oh, called wow. Epic, Epic Housing. And it was this like literal 
big, huge, I don't know, waterproof container and be out there like filming my butt guys circling. I think I ruined like three cameras with it. And, oh, um, wow. But yeah, yeah, it, it started, it started with that. And then when I went to, I went up to school here in Los Angeles and um, got really into, I loved the graffiti around and I, I loved the concepts. So I was in photo, uh, I was a photography uh, minor and I got into, uh, I shot 35 millimeter black and white and I love the, the composition of, of like crazy graph pieces, but shot in black and white with like a high, you know, contrast of, you know, just like, it's kind of like not showing the colors off, but you know, kind of it's implied if you will. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what started it all for me. Man, it's so nice. awesome to hear you talk about photography, man. Cause like, I can hear that, you know, you focus a lot on details that I've never even thought of, man. And you know what? For me, I always think like, it's like, where would street artists be without the photographers, man? I mean, at the end of the day, it's like the photographers- Not shares. nearly as appreciated, that is for sure. Yeah, well, I mean- I mean, it's easy now with all the iPhones, you know? I mean, everybody can sure. you know, kind of, but when, you know, <laughs> what was it like? When I, I think what started the street art was, uh, and I've heard you guys talk about it on the blog, was uh, was Melrose and Fairfax working with Greg over there. Oh, yeah. And and um, Greg you know, he he liked having you know people that were passionate about it. With you know I, I had a that I had a, a cat Canon. I forget the a TI one Rebel or whatnot, which is yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with cameras, but it's a, kind of a step right? step. It's like the first Canon like generation DSLR and um, it was like during that like Banksy craze when he was here for uh, uh, the Oscars. And I feel like that's just when like the scene broke, uh, blew up. And I remember teacher, that was where I was introduced to you for the first time with your piece uh, above the Charlie Brown on the burn building. That's okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually you, uh, you posted that back in February. I and did. I did a bag me or whatever, and I was like, "Whoa, man!" Little throwback. I never knew someone had a picture like this of that piece. Um, so that no, was I've, that was awesome to see that, man. Thank you. These cr these crazy times have been kind of like having me going back through the through the hard drives because I haven't been able to get out as much as I've wanted to. So it's been nice to kind of go back and be, you know, you know, look at all the um, various artists and whatnot that I've gotten over the years. You know what, man? And, beautiful photos. I mean, holy cow. Uh, yeah, man. And and I always think it's just like, to me, most of these pieces, it's like, they literally, I mean, especially some of the illegal ones, they literally can get buffed, like, within hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Minutes. And it's like... Within minutes. And it's like, I've without photography... buffed within minutes. <laughs> so that's kind of like the, I guess, the the rush of a street artist. And, like, I I've, I've, was lucky enough to, to, to kind of come into contact with Brian um Schneider um you know when he was starting to hit hit up LA hard in like 2011 and mm -hmm. um and you know he just said hey I need a I need a guy to 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 you know get there because pieces were like literally getting like in a you know as you said like within like maybe sometimes even like a few hours of them getting up and he just wanted to have some you know documentation of it but I think from a photographer's perspective, it's kind of a similar rush that, you, that a street artist would get. You know, I, I'm always, if I'm going out to a piece, I'm like so excited. And then it's like, is the is there going to be a huge shadow on the wall, you know, that's like totally screwing up the, the oh, shot? Or yeah. is there going to be like a car in front of it? And a lot of times, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot. And sometimes you'll come up on a wall and it's just literally perfect. And you're like literally wanting to jump for joy. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty good feeling.
as as I'm sure you I can, can relate. I can to. relate, you yeah. know, because yeah. as as one of the artists who just did the piece, you know, there's kind of like several steps to the whole process, coming up with the idea, producing, you know, the stencil or whatever you're gonna do, getting it out, getting it up, and then you know, the euphoric feeling of, you know, okay, it's up, I'm safe, I'm free. Ah. And then just the next step is like that nervous, oh, I got to get a good picture of it in the morning, yeah. you know, in the daylight, the, you know, and then you get, it's that same what you're talking about, man. I hope there's not a shitty shadow or a car in front of her or something like that, or maybe someone has already taken it down or whatever. So I can totally relate on the, you know, that, that anxiousness of at least wanting to, you know, get an image that's documented with, you know? And I think that's what makes it fun at the end of the day, because, you know, sometimes it is what it is and... A lot of times I'll have to go out and scout a piece a couple times and, and hope that if it's a, especially if it's an illegal one, hope that it's, you know, going to stay intact over the time. And you kind of like get the, okay, I need to go either in the morning when the lighting's right or in the you know afternoon or whenever, um, you know, wherever the piece may be. And, and sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll go out to a piece three or four times. And then on that like moment when the lighting's perfect, it'll be gone or there's a car in front and, it's just the, the nature of the game. And I feel like that's what makes it so much fun. Yeah, kind of what keeps you're, me coming uh, you're back. actually, um, if I uh, heard correctly, um, you were actually involved in one of the, uh, the very, very few pieces that is somewhat different than what Brian Snyder is known for and does. Um, when uh, George Lister came through oh, town, yeah. Um, he did a, yeah, you were okay. <laughs> uh, he, that was fun. Uh, um, Snyder had done a piece in this um, Anthony in this building piece. where you had to go over like a 17-foot It was ball. this one. It was this yeah. guy right here, the rocket yes. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put that piece up, and it was hard. I mean, that was a tough spot. I remember seeing it. I remember thinking, was, wow, man. Brian, piece. man, dude, so props sweet. to this guy. And so Lister had come along, and he did like a big um, monkey face or an eagle face or something like that. And, you know, it went over. Um, there it is in the bottom right there. Um, yep. I don't know. It's maybe kind of an eagle face looking thing, but um, so yeah, it looks like like clown, clown a, or something. One of his like just classic right clown faces. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful, you know, cool work and whatever. I have appreciation for his work, or whatever. But he went right over, you know, the the rocket kit, and so um, <laughs> Brian, within a very very short amount of time uh you know put together a reply and got it up and um you were there for that what time yeah, what time he, did you guys get there to do that so he called me up and i'm bummed i need to i should have hit up my buddy i know and what i'll do is I'll, I'll hit my friend julian who i went to school he went to film school um and was a film major and he came and did a whole video on it and for whatever reason i couldn't he took it down from YouTube, but I'll, I'll get a hold of it and I'll send it over to you guys so you guys sure. can post, we'll it post, on it your, up, yeah. post it on your story. Oh, but um, uh, yeah, so it was, it was you know, he, Brian called me up and he said, you know, coming up with my buddy, you know, coming up from Orange County, got a great idea. And I was very familiar with what had happened. And you know, I think it had, those were those Melrose and Fairfax times. So Greg was, you know, pitting up the drama on the, on the, on the, <laughs> on the blogs and yep. um uh, I think it was mid, I mean, it was early. It was like right afternoon, probably maybe like one o'clock in the afternoon. And that building had, uh, had some, I guess they were doing construction on it. Um, and so it had a construction, you know, uh, fence, yep. um, that had been done, you know, graphed up. Um, so, you know, we, we showed up and Brian's pickup and 
middle of the day just started hucking ladders and and, <laughs> and over and scaled that wall and um so it was four of us my buddy julian who was filming and then i was doing photos and kind of you know helping him and then um his buddy greg um and you know just you know, i feel like it people you know in the middle of the day they didn't really kind of thought we were part of the construction crew they they must have. So we just you know, <laughs> set up a big, 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 big ladder. And um, we were there for probably, I think he, he got it out pretty quickly. But um, yeah, you can see my buddy Julian filming over there. And then, um, yeah, they hammered that out, that piece out real quick. And, you know, boom, 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 got it up and got some final shots. And the rest is history. I, and that thing, that piece rode for quite a bit, too, if I remember. Yeah, you know, yeah, I guess it did. I remember it was one of like the first pictures we put up of at LA Strat Gallery too, you know. And um, <clears throat> to be honest, I was such great a great shot ass. of Brian's ass right there. Yeah, oh, yeah, right there, man. Couple. Okay, okay, that's enough. I had that's so good. much fun with Brian because he he and I think what he said in in the interview that you guys did with him is he really kind of like pioneered that like middle of the day, just like yeah. go for it, and yes. that was what Absolutely. was so much fun. We would just yeah. always pull up in his pickup truck and he'd wear like a, you know, it was actually before the days. And I think the guys now are wearing like, you know, construction vests to kind of blend in a little bit. Brian just with his little, you know, English, English <laughs> boy, no. boy cap, just crushing it. And Oh, wait, I don't know if you guys know, actually. Um, I've been, uh, if you guys, if you looked on Brian's page recently, um, he, he has a contest that he's trying to get everybody to vote for. And maybe a great time to plug it right now, <clears throat> but. Um, it's for a mural down in Carlsbad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the craziest thing yep. is, th this guy said that if he got a thousand votes, he would shave his beard, right? And <laughs> yeah, he was like fifty away from it, I think. I mean, he and got a thousand votes, man. And his wife. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> let yeah, me his see. wife's gonna be like, Yay! <laughs> let me see if I can pull it up, man, because like I was like, holy crap. Now he looks like teacher. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but see, that's one of the reasons why it was it's possible for him to to get away with it like he did. You know what I mean? Because he looks like just the sweetest guy. You yeah, know? Oh yeah. And Which like he, he would never ever be and, up to yeah. anything. No. Nope. You know? And his body, the body language too. You know, when he's when he's going about doing what he's doing, you know, he's not like all oh, fucking dudes. Is anyone looking? You know, like he's yeah. just like doo -doo -doo -doo. goes and, for it, super mellow. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that no. was fun. That was a fun, that was a fun day. That was huge. Yeah. Like I, I said, this. that's, that was, um, I mean, Brian is like one of the most diplomatic, um, you know, friendly, uh, you know, helping artists all the time and everything. And, oh, yeah. you know, uh, just to see him do a little back and forth like that, you know, that's probably yes. not very, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He looks a little bit like now he, between me Yeah, I was going to say, he looks, like, he looks like a businessman now, like a Dwight Schrute, like... <laughs> <laughs> like an engineer from the 1950s, you know, you know what I mean? But no, if you... If you I think, I think the voting is still open, and you can vote once a day, and I've been doing that, helping him out, man, so... Uh, oh, yeah. It yeah. literally takes two clicks, guys. It's not one yeah. of those things that you got to answer a bunch of questions, so if you guys can help out our friend Brian Snyder, man, so he can get that mural, and I think he's uh, also. I can't get over that picture of him with, with being <laughs> so shaven. Good. Oh my god! And I think actually you can you can, so his little his little kids that he draw, draws are called doodles, right? And I think that you can actually like apply Doodle, yeah. so he can actually 
make you one of his doodles you, you know what i mean so uh uh yeah go, oh, yeah. go check out his Absolutely. page man we we love snyder and everything he does man and we just want to support yeah. whatever he's doing man because he's, he's a good dude and we need him back up in la so brian if you're listening i need you to give me a call let's get the band back together <laughs> hey speaking of uh speaking of the band man i wanted to talk to you a little bit about music today too so uh don't you know because i know you're also a dj as well man and how i found this out was i don't know one day i just clicked on your your instagram live, live. man, and then you were just dj and vinyl and i was like dude my dog let's talk man <laughs> so you know i think you know, it's weird. The days like the of COVID, right? We're just trying to entertain <laughs> ourselves. Yeah, no, I, I've always been a, you know, I had, I think my parents still want, been wanting me to come pick up my three boxes of CDs. You know, I've always <laughs> been a, been a music guy. So I, I've been collecting vinyl for years. You know, my, my mom, I've inherited her collection, and um, oh, yeah, I just, I just love music. I love every genre, and it's fun. You know, it's that's a I true like artist the, right there. I like that. Me too, man. There's something about collecting. We've had, uh, I don't know how much uh, into the uh, electronic dance music scene you're into, but basically we had a... Oh, I like it. Oh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. I, we had Theo on, DJ Theo. He was like one of the legendary underground like DJs when I used to go uh, raving as a baby raver, man. And, um, you know, this show is basically it's like, hey, he's a street artist. I'm a DJ. Go. And that's the show, basically, right? So yeah, we love to talk to basically guys who, you know, for some reason, why is it that the street art scene and the DJ scene, they're, they're kind of like perpendicular. They cross a lot of times, right? You know, oh, of course, <clears throat> got to uh, have music to go at your art shows, right? <laughs> oh, it makes it so much better. That, that's also true. Working. That, also working. That's right, man. Um, but you know what? It would be awesome to have you uh, throw down a set, man, when we get out of this COVID stuff. And uh, you, you, I would you love know what to. I mean? I'd like, love to. I can't wait for festivals to come back. I mean, I don't know when they're coming back, but, uh, you know, it just seemed like, I don't know, at least for OC, man, it just seemed like everybody said, fuck COVID this weekend, right? <laughs> I think they did. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that smaller, like, art shows are going to probably be able to make a resurgence quickly or, like, you know, kind of smaller gatherings. I don't know about the big Coachellas. Like, that's... You're going to be face masks. I have a feeling that the face mask thing is going is well, to that, stick around for a while just because... You know what? And the, even, the ravers have been doing that for years, right? Yeah. With all the candy and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know what, though? It's kind of funny. Here, here at least from, just from a personal experience, and obviously uh, I consider myself lucky, but I went to Crossed, which is a San Diego festival. It's <clears throat> a good one. I think it was, yeah, it was really good. It was my first time, actually. And it was like right before, I think it was on March 9th or something like that. So it was like the weekend before everything closed down. I was actually thinking, like, dude, is this actually going to happen? You, you know? And uh, I still went, and apparently there was two people with COVID there, okay, uh, that tested positive. I mean, um, and they didn't spread it. At an out, it was an outdoor festival, you, right. you know what I mean? So that's just from a personal experience. Like, hey, I was there at a festival. I mean, I, w I was just, I wasn't wearing a face mask, you know. I was actually wearing a shirt, Corona beer shirt, you know, you know what I mean? At that time, it wasn't as serious, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, like, yeah. uh, I didn't catch it or anything, but like I said, I could have just got lucky, you know, but I don't think any business is going to be willing to take that liability of having like an outbreak spread. Well, that's the thing is like, nobody wants to be that festival that has like the, you know, thousands of people all come back and, you know, Lawsuits. LA's got, yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. man, you know. You're in California, the land of the, the, the land the of the <laughs> 
You know what's crazy though? It, it, this is a topic worthy of discussion, actually. Um, it's like my buddy, who's a singer-songwriter, is getting four thousand dollars a month deposited into his bank account during this whole period of time of COVID, basically, and he hasn't worked in two years. Um, <laughs> is that from the from unemployment or? Uh, no, just from the stimulus. You, you, there you, you know, go. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, like more it's power. It's almost like to- we live in like a communist socialist world now right isn't that how it goes like the government takes care of care of the people yeah i mean you, you know it's kind of crazy because it's like he never made four thousand dollars a month in his life ever man i mean like you know from his singer songwriter stuff right so uh, well maybe he has i don't know I, I take that back but the bottom line is he hasn't worked in a corporate setting but he just so happened to work in 2018 for a little while so like whoever's crunching numbers is sending he cashed out. in there you go <laughs> sending him checks, you know and i'm like yeah, so I don't know. It's it's an interesting time, man. Um, I got a question for you. Uh, getting back to the DJing, um, oh, yeah. yeah, shoot. But, um, when was there a, a spe- specific experience that you had that, uh, or do you remember where you're like, oh man, you know, I want to do that. I want to I want to be a DJ. Was there like a party you went to, or when was it? When was it that uh, you decided you wanted to be a DJ? Good question. Well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't even consider myself like a professional DJ. I It's all for fun and whatnot. And I mean, I think that that's obviously what ultimately any DJ or person who loves music gets into it or even street art, everybody, it's fun at the, the beginning. But uh, um, I mean, if I have to think of an instance, I mean, I I really had to hand it to one of my buddies who, who you know, was this literal like audio snob nerd like that like would <laughs> roust you for like not having you know you know if you had a crappy you know shitty you know pair of speakers you know that you're you know playing like a you know classic record through he said you're literally like you know the beatles are rolling over you're, in their grave you're or insulting, or, you're, you're insulting it right now so <laughs> and and he had a he had a two you know turntable set up and and a mixer and and it just you know sort of messing around with it and i was awful and i thought i was gonna you know, ruin, ruin all the records that I was, you know, you know, mixing and, and you just kept doing it, kept doing it. And I, I mean, I think, you know, obviously going to festivals, you know, that, you know, being in like that party atmosphere and, the, and I, you know, it, it's fun, but I, I, I would probably thrive more in like a more restaurant, like kind of like low key type of setting. Yeah. That would probably be more like, mm. like where I feel like I'd be able to have the most fun. But yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there was a specific instance, but it just was more like seeing friends who were, you know, excited about it and, you know, kind of trying it myself and being really shitty at it and um, <laughs> you know, the working word- at it. And it's the yeah. environment, you know, your environment sometimes provides you with uh, the, the inspirations, you know, if it's someone like your friend, like you were talking about, that had the, the right equipment and everything. Um, I actually kind of got into uh bmx um and a little bit of freestyle bmx bike riding when i was younger and it was just because you know a friend down the street had a really nice bike you know and i could kind of ride the bike a little bit well and then you know i did that for a little while luckily i was not as good at it as uh, i wanted to be and i would recognize that at an early age (laughs) and then veered off from it because i would have just i had a couple of wrecks that i'm still like my lower back and everything is still paying the price for um but then the other thing was volleyball like beach volleyball i, I actually oh, got yeah. pretty good at that to where i could compete with with professionals and and, and semi-pros but luckily i um i was i was kind of good and i realized that um early on 
and you know didn't devote too many years to right. you know just trying to be the best i did you know come out to la and, and got trainers and everything and was going for it for a little while but then once i got a taste of the the just sheer talent and physical oh, physical attributes i mean i'm i'm six three you know I, I was big in florida where i came from but out here <laughs> that was like the small guy on the two-man team i played two-man beach volleyball and so I'm looking at the big guy going, whoa. You know, Specimens like, of nature out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so I was humbled. Actually, I was humbled very early on by an old man and an older man that, that were um, there in the California Beach Volleyball Hall of Fame, uh, wow. Al Luber and, and uh, Bobby Barber. And um, first game I played down in, in, in um, uh, Santa Monica Pier, was against these two guys. I played with this 30 year old guy that was, you know, about my uh, physical attributes. I was like, Hey, let's take it easy on these guys. I want to keep this court and play, you know, I want to get a bunch of games in today, you know? Oh my God, dude, they beat us. We only got six points on them. And, you know, it was like 15 point game before they did the, the rally scoring or whatever. Right. And I, I was after I the game, I was like, okay, fuck volleyball done with this shit. Because if I can't beat a 58 year old man and a 73 year old man, that's how old these guys were at the time. And I was like 31. <laughs> I'm like, then I should not be doing this shit. But Bobby came over. He's like, hey, you should meet my son. You know, he can help you coaching you and everything. And who he, Mark Barber actually is one of the top volleyball coaches in the world. I know that name. I know that name. He, he's coached. I mean, Southern Penn, California Hart, name. Stephan, yep. you know, uh, Randy Stoklos, like all the, all the big guys. He's coached all of them. So I had, and, and I did a painting for him. And so I had like one of the best coaches you could have and learned all I needed to learn. But then, like I said, I just, by that time I was, a, you know, too old, basically. If I'd had all that when I was younger, maybe I would have had a chance. But Especially like athletics, it depends on your, like your physicality. I mean, there, there literally is a certain age, like. There's always yes. somebody better than you. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. for the arts, you absolutely. can kind of like brand it a little bit. Hey, my style is different. You know what I mean? Like as you get older, you know, you gain a brand or something like, but for pure athletics, like, Hey, we're competing to throw a fucking raw uh, uh, iron ball. I mean, they, you know, yeah. these days you've got to be a mutant. You have to be a, a not just a mutant, but an obsessed mutant. Okay. Cause I've seen mutants. <laughs> well, they they're good at a certain sport, yeah. but they don't have the desire or, or the obsessive, you know, like a Michael Jordan. Okay. You've got like, you know, the, the physical specimen, but then you've got the obsession as well. And that's what makes the perfect storm. It makes yeah. a professional athlete. Have but, you guys seen the documentary on uh, uh, Michael, Michael Jordan? So good. So good. It's, yeah, it's really. Couldn't it's, get enough of it. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's funny because I forgot how much of an icon he actually was when I was a kid, man. I mean, this guy was yeah. like in everything, man. It's like he's in McDonald's commercials. He's in, on TV all the time. Well, what he's were like, they saying? They said that he was like the first kind of like professional athlete that that became that like that icon as you said and yeah, it kind of yeah. paved the way for like the tiger woods and and everybody who came after him well there were, there kind were of, others like you know bo jackson for example right you, you know what i mean like bo knows right bo, J bo jackson was great just in the yeah. branding the branding and the merchandise but it's like yeah uh, but to the point it's like hey he's in space jam He's on your shoes. He's on he also TV. did it without social media back then, which is, yeah. insane. you know, yeah. like now everybody's, you know, got their own pr platform to promote themselves. I mean, can people in Vietnam knew who Michael Jordan was in you know, <laughs> yeah. the early nineties, you know? Yeah. 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 Hey, real exactly. quick. Actually, you know what, talking about uh, how technology has changed just the promotional aspect. I want to ask you because 
you picked two different disciplines, DJing and photography, that um, the technology has basically, in my opinion, basically just like changed the difficulty of how you do things completely, right? Because, I mean, for DJing, I mean, nowadays you don't need to buy any records. Being a record enthusiast is actually like almost a separate thing at, uh, from being a DJ, you know what I mean? And for, you know, as we talked about for the camera and stuff like that, I mean, now everybody's got an iPhone. Everybody's a fucking photographer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, how much does that bother you? Or, it, I mean, what is your what are your thoughts on that, you know? Yeah, I think I'll start. I mean, the, the photography one, it does, you can't let it bother you. It's, it is what it is. You know, the, 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 what, the new iPhone, those cameras are phenomenal. I have it, you know, sometimes I'll admit that sometimes, you know, you be able to get a you know lower angle lay down on the street and get an angle that you may not get with your slr but i don't know i think the the discipline the the photography discipline uh, i really encourage people which has really bummed me out of like schools starting to take out the like uh 35 millimeter development process mm. you know if you do a photo i've had i've had uh, my my wife's younger you know sisters they're all in college right now and and um, you know they've done entry level photography and they don't they don't develop they don't sit in a dark room and develop photos they don't get chemicals on their fingers it's gone the and way they don't learn they don't learn the kind of initial fundamentals of of that and I think that's a shame because I think that that really even with an iPhone you can you know that would pay a dividend to understanding those basics. To go I in agree. I, even at art school, I had to take photography classes. I was in the dark room. I learned all the you know ways of printing and it. exposing and all that stuff. Yeah, get all get all high on the chemicals and yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that, that's what I would imagine. That's crazy that they're taking that out because, I mean, it's kind of like you you literally you're losing a step of the process because it's like digital 100%. art is one thing, you know, you know, and digital art is huge now compared to. <clears throat> you know any type of like photography before i feel like there's so many things that may not get printed actually that are to photograph these days you, you know what i mean but still I, well, there's I would, also I, techniques you know and or or effects developing. like i have a yeah. friend um sean murphy he's uh a photographer he did a lot of uh rock and roll bands and uh he's done a lot of stuff for uh boat uh fishing like paddle boards and stuff like that um and a lot of the um, <clears throat> buttons that you can push for effects on your iPhone filters or whatever, he actually created some of these effects yep. himself oh, in wow. the uh, in the black in the in the dark. Room. Wow! Um, and so I mean that makes him, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it was I mean, it was heartbreaking. You know, and for me personally as an artist, you know, see, uh, I remember oh, there's these fucking machines that you could um, scan a, a photo in. And it would print it out in the style of, you know, um, uh, what am I like a sketch now? or something like that. Well, no, like in each uh, master artist uh, style, like either Van Gogh or, or Rembrandt, okay. like mm -hmm. it would print it out in their style, painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From your photo, and I remember seeing one of these things and and wanting to go and get a a pickaxe and <laughs> read, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Rewire yeah. the fucker, you know? Yeah. Um, but that was, and, and then computers in general, you know, like Photoshop and, and like, you know, how like you can just easily do all the effects that I learned how to do with an airbrush and everything, you know, with just, uh, the, I, I thought they were the tools of Lucifer, you know what I mean? Yeah. But 
And I thought the internet was going to go away eventually because it was, how can you serve something you can't see? You have to have a computer to see this. What the internet? What the fuck is this shit? So, you know, shit's going to stay around. You got to figure out how to work with it. If you're going to be a part of the nat, you know, modern day thing. And that's the thing. I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I remember having Photoshop one and, and just messing with it. And, and, and it was, you know, you, you, I would scan my 35 millimeter photos in and, and then tweak them in, in Photoshop. But as you said, a lot of those effects that, that they've, that they've, you know, now are the, you know, main tools of Photoshop are original tools from, you know, a, a you know, a photo class, you know, contrast, you know, you, you do that in the, you know, light, you know, with your enlarger and you, you, you burn your photo a little longer and then it's going to be a little darker and whatnot. All of that is, you know, originally done manually. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to, I just always would recommend it. And I think that what's cool about uh, kind of like tying vinyl and, and, and photography is that I feel like it's made such a resurgence over the years is, mm, is, is the vinyl and, and 35 millimeter. And you see kids with like Polaroids now. Polaroids. Yeah. It's that like tangible aspect. Like people want to, and you know, kind of like, yes, be more physical with it. Hard and copy. I, and I love seeing hard that. Copy. I love seeing that. Like, I've, I I remember it, I would have to like go couldn't even find a place that I could go get my photo my my 35 millimeter developed in and and now there's you know like I think three or four options like in Long Beach so I mean that's that's great and and back in the day I mean it used to be like you you go down to a you know, one hour photo down the street and be able they're to get all it over done, the place you know but um, I'm hoping that kids are you know and 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 people in general are just gonna get more excited and and explore that a little bit more, and I think that that's hopefully gonna continue to you know spark that curiosity to to, to the people to see what was there before you know uh, I guess it's retro right retro developing film and that's what it is yeah it's like very tangible it's like i always it's like analog man like even though you're developing film it's like well, analog it is, is analog. music, like exactly. you, you know what I mean. And what it's kind of cool is like, but I, I'm going back to talking about the parallels of the DJ thing. It's just like before you needed these records and you needed to play music, you needed to build your collection. Now you you no longer even need records. You have now. I don't know if you've heard about this cloud-based uh, um, library. Yeah, you can link your Spotify to it now. Yeah, and literally, <laughs> like like pull pull. What I I have a program on my computer what's it called i have it right here D dj pro you can literally put spotify and and pull any song yeah, with any song from the there. ethos basically yep. like you know i mean so it's really kind of just like how i kind of see it is like the word dj has changed so much man like back in the day if you're a dj in the 70s you're like a disc jockey right you're on the radio yeah like making tastemakers as a, a being a studio 54 man yeah and, and, and you're all yeah exactly. and you were so you were responsible for playing the cool records inside the like the the disco clubs and things like that you know and as kind of like technology came about and records started going away um you know dj became um, music producers are now djs and actually they're kind of two separate things i mean a lot of these electronic dance music producers i mean they're actually like singer songwriters that may not sing, you know, because they're arranging like different sounds and making these, uh, you know, music from samples. Right. So they're like know, 13 it's... year old kids that are just doing it from their what Billie Eilish <laughs> that, and her brother are like, what they're like, she, they're local. Too. I don't they're even, yeah. Rock, and they're you know? just in their basement, you know, messing around with the, you know, 
and crazy you know it's amazing music too and they're yeah, killing yeah, it yeah exactly it's just a whole I mean, change different ball game yeah it's so crazy because i feel like the we always talk about the entry barrier you know i mean before it's like even the entry barrier to um being an artist man it's so high it's like people you gotta go you might need to go through art school and go through the whole system you know but nowadays it's like well that's what i loved about street art it's like hey if you had something to say and you know you want to do it you just go add it to that building that lister and uh snyder were beefing on like you know i mean you saw all these little side pieces you know what i mean on that building as well too whether it's like rest in peace your friend or you know what i mean or whether actually that rest in peace i just realized that was for case two he was a uh a graffiti artist in new york um and uh, actually a one-armed uh, graffiti artist mm, and um, actually did a, a stencil of him as a matter of fact oh um, really? yeah case there two? he goes yeah right. see yeah, case yeah. two tip that's yeah, um, yeah. yeah that's up in uh, new york city um, you, know, you know what i love it's like right here there's a hand thing there's tsf that looks yep. like some sort of pill yeah uh, and i forgot who there's, this oh, look, is there's a bankrupt bank, slut bank, right there slut. That's, oh, that's bankrupt great. slut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, see, see what I'm saying? That it's was like, Melrose and Fairfax right there. <laughs> yep. There yep. you go. And what I think. What was the last contact you had with uh, with Greg Linton? I don't know. I mean, I I kind of I did a so I you know I I I work a full time job. I've worked in design and advertising. You know, on you know kind of my my real life, and then um and you know do photography and 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 whatnot on the side, but. Um, I kind of like did this break in like 2000, I guess it was like 12, where I just like was going full on career and then was reintroduced to street art actually by um, a few, I think it was kind of like driving through the arts district one day and I, I had never seen Tristan Eaton before. And it's like, what, I think it's Amazing, 2000, right? 2015 and he's got that piece up in the arts district that used to be the sushi spot, which is no longer there. They just put a art gallery in and I was blown away. And um, my wife actually did events for Lexus and um, her vendor whatnot was uh, RMD, which is uh, Ralph's uh, audio mobile detail or whatnot. He does all of Tristan's uh, um, uh, like uh, old cars because Tristan's an old car guy. And oh, okay. um, she came home with this free, free Prince. And I was like, Oh my God, that's the guy I saw. And it kind of like reinvigorated my like desire to go out and take pictures. And um, my buddy had grown up with, um, went to school with Bandit and he had uh, been hitting me up for years, years, just, Hey, hey let's go take pictures. It, man. And that dude's um, the next guy, so man. It, it kind of like reintroduced, like got me fired up in like, it was like what, 2015, 2016 into the scene and that's when I started kind of following banded around and, and taking photos of, you know, taking, he was literally hitting LA up like a storm. And yep. um, yeah, I mean, it just got me like, kind of like reinvigorated into into the culture and, and this whole new like breed of artists. And then, you know, you were still around and like, just like this, you know, same old, same old artists that were still always crushing it. But all these new guys were just, it was like a whole new, you know, yeah. Melrose had, had was exactly the same, but it was just a whole new breed of artists whole that were, people. you know, yeah. getting up. There's a community basically now. I feel like when, when you're talking about, especially that period of time that you were uh, taking pictures with Snyder, it was just, it was like kind of like 
they're uh, emerging in the LA scene as like a, a, a community. There wasn't, there, it was like, hey, everybody's following this vlog, Melrose and Fairfax. And then it, it was, was the golden just, years. <laughs> it was, yeah. that was such a fun, that was so much fun. And then what was it? That guy, were you ever in the, the he had that, that rich guy had that art, that art gallery on La Brea. I think it was called like Lab Art. Isander yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lab that was that scene. Everybody would. It was like well, you know, like the guys from uh, Circle, and you had oh, like yeah. Chad Muska coming coming through there. Like it was that was such a as you said, uh, the golden years. Um, my buddy Birdman, who's actually made a literal Brian, yes. career out of out of you know doing street art photography yeah, and definitely. and more, and he he kind of did what I wanted to do, but I got too focused on, you know, other things and he literally ran with it and is, you know, kind of the next Martha Cooper, you know, in, in that space, as far as, you know, being a street art photographer. Yeah, Brian, yeah. Brian is, uh, uh, Birdman is, uh, he hustles, he works so oh, yeah. fucking hard and he's done so many charity events. Uh, he was working with the Firemen's Association, California Firemen's Association, you know, bringing together a bunch of artists and putting them together for events and everything. So, yeah, he's dead dude hustles and I love what he does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like those guys are like the old guard, man. Like, I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like living inside this community, man. Like, uh, um, to be, hey, I'm, to be 100% honest, I wish we can work with them more, man. I feel like, there is this teach is one of the people I always love, man. That it's like, hey, he's from that generation, like of the of the Melrose oh, yeah. and Fairfax, and they're still willing to like uh, be out there and be on this podcast and like interview people, man. You know, you know, I mean, a lot of people, it's like, hey, we interviewed them back in like 2011, man. I have right. proof of this shit, and now they're too big to talk to me, but it's cool, yeah. like you, you know what I mean. But uh, but hey, you know what? I think it's just great that uh, I'm just happy for anybody's success, man. Um, you, you know, cause it, it basically adds to the community and, uh, eventually this podcast will grow to have enough reach, man, that, you know, they'll be, want to be on this show too, man. So who knows this whole COVID thing might change all of that perspective though. I mean, I feel like it's humbled, it's a, change lot, a, lot of things. humbled, humbled a lot of people. I mean, it's, I mean, to see like the events industry just completely halt and, and I, you know, I, I, I've worked, you know, in the restaurant industry, I have a lot of friends there and just, oh, yeah. just crazy. And I feel like that. I don't know. I, I I'm hoping that that people kind of come out of this with a different perspective, with like more of a humbled, you know, approach to things, and kind of looking sure. back on, you a know, lot the of roots. And... Will. I think a lot of people will, but you know, unfortunately, there's going to be the, you know, you know, we're all different. We're all different. There's so many, you know, different types of people here in America, and so there's going to be those people that just, you know, are emboldened by not having gotten it and doing what they're doing and they're just going to continue with conspiracy theories yeah. and, and be divisive, you know, and when it's a time when we can, the one thing that we can, you know, help bring people together, you know, it's like this, this, this disease did not care about your, your political affiliation, did not care what country you're in, it did not care about anything, something like that you would hope would help unify people, you know. Um, I hope yeah. so. I mean, fingers well, crossed. you know, it, it did, it did, and it, it it has, but it could have, you know, could have done, could have been a lot better. But I mean, you know. hell, I'm still bummed that I couldn't come hang out with you guys at Angel City. I remember you guys were going to do that little <laughs> meet and greet. Yeah, but you know what? It's, hey, you know what? We will eventually. It was right before, venue. right before, right yeah. before. <laughs> No, we all we all really Plus, want. Plus, I want to make... just go to Angel City and have a beer because their beer is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's amazing. You know what? I just want to go have a beer at a brewery. I feel like it'll be awesome. <laughs> man. 
because now we know more partners. Like we had a, we did an episode with Archer LA that works with Amy's uh, yeah. uh, yep. brewery. Right. And uh, you know, Giant like, Saucer. Yes. Yeah. So check out that episode if uh, you haven't already, but um, basically it's like before, you know, we don't have any connections. We're just two dudes doing a podcast, man. I mean, you know, and then it's like, we want to meet, we want to have a meetup and the people are giving us a hard time saying like, you know, and I got that ticket for having an event and things like that. That's right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, there's just, they a thought you were the owner of the building, right? I, yes. I know. They're just like, you're Chinese, man. Get over here. You're responsible, dude. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, now we have so many more connections <laughs> and it's like, Hey, we could probably talk to Cheyenne to talk to the owner of Angel City Brewery and dude, we we could throw down a set there, man. Like, you know what I mean? Instead of like oh, it'd be great. Or know, dude, like, we could do it at Art Share. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's another you know, that building cool place uh, too. So uh, you know, I've, I've had an event there before and it's it's uh it's a great spot. It's got a parking lot right across the street, which in that part of town, I mean that's that's hard to find. Uh, a venue that actually has a, a fucking parking lot right across the street. Right. That's that's huge. Well, at least for me, you know, like I hate driving, I hate parking and everything. I got a truck that's like 400 feet long. You know, it feels like sometimes, so many times I've been driving down the street and there's been a, a spot, but it's just too, too small, oh, you know, like, ah! that's LA, LA. man. You know what, though? I love it because during this period of time, we've actually, I feel like we've grown this podcast quite a bit because everybody was looking for content. You know, everybody's looking for like something to listen to while they paint, something to you know, just take their mind off COVID. We actually picked up a producer, Richard. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. And this is right, right. It's right before, you know, we're doing yeah, videos you know. and stuff like that. And uh, so it kind of set us back a little bit that we had to go to the Zoom. But I feel like during this period of time, we kept on going. And, uh, um, you know, it's just like some people, I think, you know, you see this as like an opportunity and some people just freeze, man. And I think like. It's a major opportunity. I mean, yeah, you got to pivot. You can't just give up. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean. We're gonna be doing live streaming events. I, I drop like a G on like some some like a, a hardware that we can have like five different angles and uh, uh, you know. So we might be doing this once it's safe to like kind of like be in the studio together, man. It's like we might have like a live stream show on our YouTube channel, man, and that people can tune into. You know, with you know, make it interesting with different angles and everything like that, and virtual parties. So you know, we want to be there coming out of this like strong instead of just like uh finally it's over now i can get back to normal you, you know i mean because there i think there's no going back to how we were before man you know it's no. just like things are going to change you know i mean it's yeah just, my uh the house flipping business uh that my wife and i were doing is is done with now you know yeah. she's uh she's now trying to actually get her next film uh going um because that's going to be you know part of our income i've got a a store up now where i'm um finally like this is the first time i've had a um an online store um and that i can actually put you know pieces up on and, and operate myself and everything thanks to to james um for helping me set that up and with the street art gallery and i'm gonna uh also like any of the resident artists that we work with uh with la street art gallery if they you know have some certain pieces they want to get up on that uh, in that store you know we're going to be providing that as well so um and you know as we as we grow more and more um you know we'll be getting more and more exposure and um you know eventually have more more artists with more work up on the site that's awesome well yeah i mean i think that it's crazy this has made us i've been i literally ran around la 
uh, on Saturday because I did a I did another live stream, but I said screw Instagram because the connection's just so shitty. It can um, be. I I did a I did a I did a I guess Twitch is like the new thing. I don't know. I didn't. I, well, I'm not, Twi- <clears throat> yeah, it's funny because it's like there's. It, all the hardware to do like the DJ live stream, it's all sold out, man. It was like, all sold out. I found yeah. a spot in Echo Park. These girls were like, we're open, wow. come by. We have one left. And I got, it was this, cause you can get a, what a an audio interface that costs like, you know, 300 bucks. And then I got this little like i digital thing that was like 60 bucks yeah. and it goes right into my, you know, vinyl mixer and boom, yeah, it's, it's quality cool. was great. Yeah. I mean, this DJ's live stream, it's funny because I was watching live set I, you know if i if i want to check out a dj i watch a live set all the, i'm not even live set but just a recorded set all the time and i didn't realize that people didn't like have you know do that actually as much right. only like djs did that <laughs> actually like you know so it's cool I, I i like instead of just jumping on i was like hmm you know we can't we did a sound check and then uh we ha- we did it with a uh, flex the tape guy who's doing a tape mural basically it was pretty successful and i was oh, just yeah, like you know yeah, what yeah. i don't want to like provide the same thing that everybody's kind of providing man if we if we're gonna do something we're gonna make it like a cool experience like a variety show with all your favorite people kind of like making an appearance man you know it's like we might have franklin telling some jokes in the intermission yes you know what i mean it's like you know we might have teach like doing snyder doing like a stencil workshop so it's like once i get that hardware man it's like uh for for twitch your oyster yeah, exactly. For Twitch, it's kind of—I feel like that's kind of like the gamer crowd. It's expanding to be like the uh, <clears throat> the uh, um, you know, I guess the DJ crowd and other stuff. But at the end of the day, I think YouTube is where it's at. Everybody—if you get a YouTube link, it's like bam, you click on it, you open it up, you're you're watching the show. A lot of people they're getting into Twitch. It's like if you want to ask a a boomer to <laughs> to like you know figure that out, man, it might be a little tough. You, you, you know what I mean? So <laughs> easy on the boomer shit, fucko. <laughs> But, you know, like I said, we try to make it – I totally get it, man, because it's like, uh, you know, we, we try to make everything easy. It's like paintthetownpodcast.com if you want to share the show, man. It can't get easier than that, right? You, you know what I mean? Like L.A. Street Art Gallery, you, you know, and things that are easy to remember, man. So uh, we're so happy to have you basically join us in this community. And I want to DJ with you sometime and talk some yeah, vinyl. Yeah, let's do man. it, man. Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm all for it. That's just been great. So, I mean, like, do people, you want people to, like, hit you up to, like, uh, take photographs of their street artists or, like, you know, what's, what, what's your Yeah, I mean, it's always been, as far as street art goes, it's always been a passion. So, I just, and Instagram's made it easier um, to, like, you know, hit up, like, you know, a teacher on there and be like, hey, yeah, I saw your piece. And, and, and when you kind of get before, um, I think that sometimes people can because it's so i let me take a step back now it's like everybody's like part of these like online communities and they want to be like reposted on instagram they want to be like the first person to get like teacher's new stencil of you know the toilet paper up on you know you know that's on sunset boulevard on some (laughs) you know thing and and so uh you know i think a lot of artists i've I've worked with hijack and those guys and and they they kind of see that and they're like they don't just give out the address to like anybody you know they kind of kind of like uh that's why i don't always put the put the exact location of like a Mm -hmm. piece on on one you know when i tag it um one just i don't want you know somebody to go immediately to face it or whatnot and two I, i think it's just become a little bit less about 
trying to glorify the artists and, and the artwork and more about trying to get like, I want to get a gazillion followers because I reposted this cool piece. And um, I don't know, for me, I, I just think that if there's, I, I personally just, if there's something that visually is appealing to me, that is a, a kick-ass piece, I'm, I'm going to reach out to the artist and say, hey man, like you, you don't mind, I'd love to know where you did this because I want to just shoot it and if I get a good shot that I feel good about posting, I'm going to post it, you know, but I'm never doing that to like, you know, get hundred followers off of it. So, sure, man. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, I think that's awesome. Then that's the right mentality. I never, I didn't even think about that. Actually, that's like the competitive game to get more followers. And it, it's not really to promote the art actually. <laughs> I never, it, yeah, it, it's true. <laughs> you know, it is. And, and I think, you know, I've talked to, to Brian Birdman about it, you know, a lot of times he'll be like working a job or something. And, and you know, like, let's say like a D face is in town and, and he's, you know, of course, as you get like a big artist like that in town, it's like, you know, the second somebody shares something on their story, you have everybody and their mother with an iPhone that's going to show up to that location. So, you know, and then we have a guy like him who's being hired by the artist to, to shoot it, you know, and it's disrespectful to have somebody like standing in front of it, you know, with their, you know, iPhone and their dog, you know, trying to get a photo of it. So I think that it's just a matter of respect. And, um, you know, I think that just, you know, kind of making that a connection with artists, reaching out to a teacher and saying, hey, love your piece, would love to go take a picture of it. And you guys have like, I mean, freaking wordsmith will, in a second, he'll, he's so quick to like, be like, oh yeah, boom, there it is, go, go, you know, get a shot. <laughs> And it's just a matter of, it's just a matter, I don't know, I just, just be, be a human being and be cordial and, you know, strike up a conversation. What's the the best way to reach you for, uh, for people? Yeah. So I, my Instagram handle is, uh, B Landrum, uh, at B Landrum. I mean, just message me there. Um, that's probably the best, best place to do it. Um, and you know, I have a lot of guys that are always, you know, people reaching out saying where, where, you know, for locations of places and, um, you know, right now I'm, I'm trying to be respectful with the whole social distancing thing. I haven't been shooting as, as much as I'd like, but you know, I, I've been kind of hungry for that to all start, start up uh, again. And I think that artists have kind of, you know, I know that I think it's kind of gone. What would you say teacher? It's got a little quiet in the streets, but not so much. I mean, like, I think people are kind of like going up and getting up every, every once in a while. It hasn't been as like, Maybe, well, maybe I, there hasn't I, been as many big name artists coming through town, I guess, like, let's say, like, Obey's doing like a, you know, gazillion foot, you know, mural on the side of a building in downtown LA. No, what I'm seeing is more the uh, the smaller artists getting up and uh, graffiti writers um, and graffiti oh, yeah. artists. They're uh, <laughs> like when I've uh, driven down to Brea, you know, on the trips that I've taken, I've been, you know, sure to look out and, and I've, I've noticed a lot more uh throwies uh bubble letters um, that's awesome tags um but as well as you know uh guys like our community and that are in our community you know they're they're getting up more as well partly in thanks uh um to cheyenne um at art show la with her program that she has right now where they're um basically decorating the the boarded up windows on you know, buildings oh, that have been boarded up. It's um, been the best. Hasn't that just yeah. been phenomenal? See, I live in Long Beach and, and, and you drive down 4th Street where I live and it's like, you know, it's been so sad. Could call it Retro Row and all these old school, um, you know, thrift shops. And I've, it's been heartbreaking to see. I hope, I hope they make it. You know, I, I can't imagine what the overhead and the rent is for that place. But 
to see the the artists that have kind of flocked in and 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 beautified this these ugly boards has just been amazing and uplifting. I mean, it makes you smile when you drive through. It doesn't seem like such a such a ghost town, you know, you know, eerie feeling. That's that's so cool. I'm all about that. 100%, man. I mean, yeah, guys, go check out uh Brett's uh Instagram, man. I'm just taking a look at it real quick. I mean, he's got like a lot of the uh quote unquote big guys you know i mean guys who do like huge murals and uh a lot of pictures of those man and you know they all great, look real- great uh shout out to tristan eaton too i was looking at your uh your feed earlier and uh so it's a beautiful shot of that uh that piece i'm just saying i've been look- trying i've been trying to get out to melrose and more of the i i was traveling a lot for work uh for my for my professional job and, and it gave me the ability to kind of be in different cities um, so I was kind of taking advantage of that, but I've been um, posting a lot of the throwbacks, like the the one of the of you of um, the Banksy with the old school teacher piece up there, yeah, and then trying to kind of get get over to Melrose. And um, God, there's so many new artists that are just absolutely crushing it out there. That it's just been it's been so fun, and I'm trying to keep up with it. I'm like, who is this guy? And then, you know, these what's what's that guy's name? It starts with is K A underscore P A R T. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, he's literally everywhere, yeah, he, getting up everywhere, crushing it. He's, yeah, well, it's uh, nice to be a young man so with talented. no wife or kids or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> what I love is like he uses. Uh, he was one of the first artists I saw that uses like teaches a uh, stencil type technique. You, you know what I mean? To like reuse it. So it's like it's so cool. Well, but he he does it with layers though. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Like exactly. My, my my technique is basically for one layer, you know, application quick for the streets and everything. But what he has done is he he has taken the the multi layer process and used my technique yeah um, save them. as well so them. it makes it even better you know what i mean he's like doing those what are the pieces where he's like you know he's got like the dave navarro one and like the elon musk where it's kind of that explosion of, of a human of the the person and then this like inner it's like the russian dolls kind of it opens identity up. that they will oh man they're so they're so cool like yeah. that little i think he has a yeah, on the back, uh, what's that little alleyway behind Melrose? He's got like four of them, like all up, all up next to each other. Like those are, he's absolutely crushing it right now. And like that's what's so amazing. It's kind of like I've been able to kind of step back, you know, during this like kind of COVID time and be like, wow, there's all these younger guys coming up that are, you know, kind of, you know, exploring new, you know, just blowing my mind with stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they I tend love- to be. Um, <clears throat> at least um in their 30s or 40s uh white guys <laughs> we've been talking about it you know what we have a i'm um, i'm in my 30s and i'm a white guy so i mean really... <laughs> you know what though last time we had renda last time we had renda rider on and uh yeah. he said like we talked about that and he actually introduced me to a filipino street artist actually and there are a few um uh filipino street artists actually and you know different so we want them and you know like i said of all color all people are welcome i think in the, in this scene that's what i love about this scene it's like hey if you have cool art or if you can take good photos or if you can dj for our parties man <laughs> you know i mean you're you're in we you like know? some diversity you know what i mean we were, we're... <laughs> so, so yeah, well, what's been cool is living in long beach you know they do the powwow festival here and you know jasper brings oh, over yeah. all the all the hawaiian artists and 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 he's he's like the master of diversity like i it's been so fun 
I'm hoping that that festival is going to go on this this year. I don't know. I know that it's going to be summer uh, 2020, but um, I mean, that's been such a fun part about living in in Long Beach. I literally will, if I'm working that week, I'll take the whole week off just to be like ingrained oh, yeah. in the community. And um, you got all these up and coming artists and you can sometimes get some big name artists coming through through here. And it's such a fun fun festival for those and of they, you they, who are who are don't uh, don't know what he's talking about this powwow is basically just they bring in a bunch of artists and they hit up a bunch of buildings with amazing pieces yeah they've transformed the city of long beach like to you know there's parts of it that you you know it is, i think a lot of it's been gentrified over the years but um you know long beach has had a bit of a rough kind of i guess stigma to it um and and jasper i think they've been doing it for five years and they've just everywhere you go around around long beach there's a new mural and 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 you know you get you know big name artists like human and um whatnot but then you get you know hawaiian artists and and international artists that are coming over here and, and i think they do what the powwow does festivals all across the, the country it started in hawaii and then you know they do worcester i think they do it across the world too but yeah, yeah all over the it. world it's, it's such Amsterdam. a cool it's such a cool cool scene and cool festival shout yeah, out man. to those guys i mean yeah, I, I, it's, it's I a treat to... living in long beach i get i get excited for august yeah if you know them man let, let us know we'd love to have them on the podcast to talk a little bit about powwow too you, you know what i mean and uh let our let our community know so uh I well, mean, you guys yeah. did that live show, right? With 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 Snyder down at the art art. Maybe we yeah, can if yeah. there's a, if there's a, if there's a powwow festival this year, maybe we can get uh maybe we can get the podcast down here in Long Beach and do We'd a little live that, show. Man. That'd be really cool. Totally down for that. Yeah, you know, last time it's like we got to talk to legends, man. We got to talk to Robbie Canal. You know what I mean? I was right. Like, yeah. Holy uh, yeah. crap, dude! I actually Robbie got Smurf a little fucking starstruck. I mean, I, I got fan, <laughs> I started fanboying just because, like, I don't know. I, yeah anyway but hey dude, man you got, it's been over an hour dude that was an awesome episode man i'm so happy we, you know we got to know you a little bit better brett man and uh dude i can't wait till this i think this shit's almost over man to be to be honest i I'm mean like hope you know, we'll, wait, we'll see if there's like a second wave but like you know we're coming out of it now man and uh, cautiously optimistic cautiously no, optimistic exactly house parties will be back for sure before club parties and uh, dude man next time for ufc man we i mean if you're in town Love to invite you to my house and, of course. Uh, you know, we'll watch some, uh, you know, UFC together, man, and have some events. I'm all about it. Hell yeah, Let's man. Let's do it. Well, awesome, man. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. And Yeah, uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. It was such an honor. Love, Hell yeah. Love hanging out with you guys, and I can't wait to, you know, hopefully smack some beers together in person. Hell yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> to the audience, Thanks, if, you, uh, if you don't mind leaving us a review, uh, follow us at PTTP show and leave us a review, uh, you know, on the iTunes thing or whatever. And, uh, we appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Take care. Peace. Thank you guys. Take it easy. And it